fourth down and 25 for the Chiefs. They want to use up all five seconds remaining so that they don't give the ball back to San Francisco. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He is just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over, and the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Thompson looking, changes direction, scrambling, end zone, touchdown! Isaiah Schubert for the lead! And the win! The one-two again. Welcome back in another episode, a very special episode of the Burning Questions. We get questions from you, the listener, and I'll answer them here today on the show. That's right, today we'll be answering questions. Now, this is something that I thought of as a way to get you guys involved in what I'm doing. And let's face it, the NFL... It's fun, and there's so many things to talk about besides the Kansas City Chiefs that I wanted to see what was on your guys' mind and what we could talk about. So we got a lot of different questions today, ranging from Roger Goodell to the Chiefs and everything in between. So really appreciate you tuning in and checking this episode out. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and hop into it. And I mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs, and of course... We wouldn't start Cole's Corner without the Kansas City Chiefs. So the first question of the day is, what do the Chiefs need to do to slow down the go-fast Dolphins and not let that offense get in a hurry-up offense? That's a good question because the Miami Dolphins like to go fast. Brian Flores says, we want to go fast, we want to go fast, we want to go fast. Tua Tagovailoa played in an up-tempo offense at Alabama. So the key for the Chiefs is going to be obviously to slow them down because if the Dolphins want to have any chance in this game on Sunday, they're going to have to score. I think that's pretty fair to say because you can't score against the Chiefs. You're not going to win. That's the bottom line. So it's up to the Chiefs to stop them. Now, it's a given almost every week that us as Chiefs fans think that the Chiefs are going to score points and they're going to score a lot of points. That didn't really happen against the Denver Broncos. So I'm confident, first of all, that the Chiefs' offense will bounce back. So then it becomes, what is the defense going to do? And I think the answer to that question is pass rush. The pass rush has to be there. Because if you can put pressure on Tua Tagovailoa, he will turn the football over. He will throw you the ball. He will make mistakes if you can get to him. Especially, you know, that ankle that he's had recently that's been kind of a question mark with his health. If the Chiefs can get to him 
and sack him, make him throw incompletions, kind of drag the game along. I think that's how you that's how you stop um, that that fast paced offense along with stuffing the run, right? Because if you stuff the run, that kind of kills momentum. You stop them at the line of scrimmage; they don't really get a full head of steam going down and and feel the need to go fast. So I think it comes down to stopping the pass, or excuse me, to rushing the passer and stopping the run up front. And if the Chiefs can do that, they put themselves in a very good position to win, uh, especially on that side of the ball. The second question is: Are the Browns? Super Bowl contenders. Hell no, till the no, no, no. Hell till the no, hell till the no, till the no, no, no. And listen, I'm all about the jokes. You know what? The Cleveland Browns have had a nice season. I think everybody can agree with me on that. But I just don't see it. I really don't see it. I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield. And listen, I get that he's had a great season. And I'm not going to take any of that away from the Cleveland Browns. They really have had a great season. Sitting at 9-3, and three, I think they're a lot better than anybody, even the most optimistic Cleveland Browns fan can say, especially given the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. is out for the whole entire season. So, are they Super Bowl contenders? No. Does that mean that they haven't had a great year and we can't celebrate that the Cleveland Browns more than likely are going to make the playoffs for the first time in 17 years? Sure, we can celebrate that. You can be happy because it is a good story in the NFL. The NFL is good when the Cleveland Browns are good. Now, granted, in my lifetime, the Cleveland Browns have never been good, but they're good now. They're not Super Bowl containing good, but they're good now. But guys, let's face it. The Browns aren't even the best team in their own division. And the Steelers, sitting at 11-1, aren't exactly the most talented team in the world. And the Baltimore Ravens. Now, they got to win on Thursday night over the Dallas Cowboys, kind of get their season back rolling again. That's good for them. I still think they are a little bit better than the Browns. They obviously beat the Browns earlier this season, and the Browns will have a chance to avenge that loss here coming up very soon. But they're not even the best team in their own division, so I don't think that they're Super Bowl contenders. But you know what? That doesn't mean that they can't make it to the divisional round. I think that they're going to have a tough game in, in, in the wild card round. Because the AFC is just, everybody's just kind of neck and neck, right? So it'll be interesting to see how their season winds up. If they go on and they don't lose again, you might be able to convince me that they're the second or third best team in the division, or excuse me, in the conference. But right now, you know, if I were to look at it today, my uh, AFC power rankings, I'd have the Chiefs. And and then you throw everybody else in a mix between um, the Bills, who I think are the number two team right now. We'll see on Sunday if when they play the Steelers and you throw the Bills, the Steelers. And I think the Titans, I know that they under, I understand that they just lost to the Cleveland, but I would still throw them ahead of Cleveland because on any given day, I'll take the Tennessee Titans over the Cleveland Browns. Or the, are the Browns Super Bowl contenders? The answer to that question is no. I don't never want to lose enough games to get a guy like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. play against you all the time because you got to lose 14, 15 games to get a guy look like you. That was Mike Tomlin, and I love Mike Tomlin. In short, yes, I love Mike Tomlin. I think he's a great coach. Now, I know I just said I don't think the Steelers are that particularly good. I mean, they're a good football team. They're 11-1. and Obviously, that's great, but I think they're so great because of Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin should win Coach of the Year, and I think he will. I think he should, but Mike Tomlin is an extremely underrated coach. I mean, I think people forget how good he is just because of the early success that he had in his career, you know, winning the Super Bowl uh, and being on those staffs. So, yeah, I think Mike Tomlin's a great coach. 
I think he's right up there. I think he's got to be uh, top five in the NFL, and you could make an argument that he's top two um, right now, just based off of this season. Now, if you want to go as a career, I think you got the three guys right now, three active head coaches, and Bill Belichick one, Andy Reid two, and Mike Tomlin three. And I guess if you want to throw Pete Carroll in there, I'll hear you. But I think Mike Tomlin's better than Pete Carroll, and I think Mike Tomlin's better than a lot of other coaches in the NFL. So to answer that question, yeah, I think Mike Tomlin's a great coach. I personally would love to play for Mike Tomlin. He seems like an amazing players coach. They've had problems in that locker room. I mean, let's be honest. Le'Veon Bell was an issue on that team. Antonio Brown, for all the issues he's had, he was an issue on that team as well. Ben Roethlisberger has not been spared from controversy, right? So he's had to navigate these waters as coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers and deal with the storied past that they've had as an organization. He's done a great job, especially following a legend in Bill Cowher, right? A Hall of Fame coach. And then they bring in Mike Tomlin, who, when it's all said and done, is most likely going to have a plaque in Canton as well. So, yeah, I think he's an amazing coach. And I think if he were to be on, you know, the Chiefs, if he was the head coach of the Chiefs, I think they'd have just about the same amount of success as they have with Andy Reid. I really like Mike Tomlin as a coach. I think he's going to be the Steelers coach until he retires. So, yes, Mike Tomlin, great guy. Next question. Who is your favorite player to play for the Chiefs who's not on the roster now? And who's your favorite player on any team? That's a great question. Um, Man, my favorite player who's not on the roster now. I'm going to assume that with this question, it can be they're no longer active. And one guy that comes to mind, and maybe it's you know fairly obvious, but Derek Johnson is, is a guy who... I absolutely loved watching as a kid because of how tenacious he was. And that'd be easy. That'd be an easy pick. But somebody that I personally almost, I want to say, not necessarily modeled my game after because, you know, it's hard to model your game after an NFL player, but Tomba Lee. That's who I'm going to pick, Tomba Lee. And Tomba was such a unique case because... Went to Penn State, known for producing linebackers, but comes out as a defensive end and absolutely just unleashes havoc. And he came in at a time where Jared Allen was a Kansas City Chief, right? I mean, Jared Allen leaves, and now it's Tom Bahali. And the amount of success that Tom Bahali had as a Kansas City Chief is pretty remarkable. I mean, you go back and you look at those guys that Tom Bahali was with. He was with the Jared Allens of the world, but then you go back and you see he was with the Justin Houstons of the world, and he was even around when Chris Jones was here. So he was very, very reliable as a Kansas City Chief, and the fact that he had so much success as he did is pretty remarkable when you consider he had to switch positions. He went from a defensive lineman to an outside linebacker. That's not always easy. Usually you you see guys do the other, you see guys do it the other way around, and he survived lots of head coaches. He was here when the Chiefs were awful. He was here when, unfortunately, Jovan Belcher took his own life, and he was very good friends with him. Romeo Cronell days, the Todd Haley days. Fast forward, and he was with Andy Reid and company. So I think Tomba, I would have to say, just because of you know all of those reasons, and he very rarely talked to the media. He was a very reserved guy. I know he was a leader in that locker room. Tom Ali, tremendous, tremendous pass rusher. I think when people talk about pass rushers for the Kansas City Chiefs organization, obviously Derek Thomas comes to mind. 
But Tom Ali should be right there too, just because of how it felt like every single time it was third down, he was putting pressure on the quarterback. And even when he was getting older, he was still doing that. And that's what's so remarkable about Tom Ali. So I'll say Tom Ali. And who's my favorite player on any team right now? I'm going to assume that you mean not the Kansas City Chiefs because everybody knows I'm a Patrick Mahomes fanatic. Um, and I, you know, that's great. That's a great question again. I mean, Alex Smith is a little bit too easy to say just because of his Chiefs ties, but somebody with no Kansas City Chiefs ties who I just love to watch play the game of football is Aaron Donald. Sticking on that defensive line, I mean, the guy is a monster. And you could make an argument that he's the best, he is the best at his position, and he's the best at his position by more than any other player in the NFL. So take Patrick Mahomes, for example. A lot of people think he's the, the best quarterback in the NFL, but Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, those guys are close to him. There's Aaron Donald, and then there's everybody else. So Aaron Donald is my favorite player on any team that's not the Kansas City Chiefs. Along those same lines. The next question. Who is your second favorite team? And, you know, obviously before I recorded this, I wanted to sit down and think about these. And I'll be honest, I don't really know who my second favorite team is because there's so many interesting things. I think my second favorite team varies year to year. So to answer your question, right now I'd be the Washington football team. And I tweeted this out after they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I said, a quarterback who almost lost his life on the field, a coach who got fired and then beat cancer, and they're on the same team, show me a better team to root for. Because those guys are warriors. Alex Smith, Ron Rivera, those guys are fighters. After everything that they have been through, to have a chance to even make the playoffs. Now, granted, they're 5-7, and seven, but they're leading their division. you got to give them credit for that. I think it's an amazing story. So... Yeah, I'd say right now they're my second favorite team just based solely off of the fact that they're just it's just fun to watch them play and, and to realize that Alex Smith almost died. I mean, they had to life flight him to a hospital because he almost died. It's just amazing to think about. He is out there playing football after everything he's been through. I mean, you really got to give it up to him. So, yeah, I'll say um, the Washington football team is my second favorite team. And followed behind them, you know, that's a good question. I don't really know. Um, traditionally, I would have to say maybe like the Colts. You know, I've never really minded them. I always kind of like Peyton Manning. Um, other than that, you know, it's just kind of I like the NFL as a whole. But, yeah, I'd say right now it's if I'm not rooting for the Chiefs, Count me in as a Washington football team fan. The next question. Do you like the seven-team playoff? Should there be more buys? So, basically, the basis is seven teams get in the playoffs. That means only one team in each conference gets a buy. So, do I like the seven-team playoff? No! No, God, please, no, 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 no! So, yeah, no. I mean, 
I don't like it at all. I think that it kind of takes away from what teams are trying to do. I mean, you're telling me right now, there's a good chance that the Chiefs finish 14-2 and and the Pittsburgh Steelers finish 14-2. and So through 16 games, those two teams, and only one of them gets a bye. That doesn't seem fair. If you are clearly better than the competition, then sure, I understand giving one team a bye. But the reality of the NFL is that's just not the case. Two teams are usually always the dominant teams in the conference. So in this case, I think the NFL dropped the ball. I really do. If you're not, if you're only going to give one team a bye, then make eight teams in the playoff. Make nobody get a bye. It doesn't seem fair to me. I always love the idea that the top two seeds get a bye because you work your tail off. You work your tail off for 16 games, 17 weeks in a regular season. And if you win 13 or 14 games, which is amazing in the NFL, okay, you deserve that week off to let your body rest. But there's a good chance the Chiefs go 14-2 and two and they don't get a bye week. I think that's terrible. I think it's bad management by the NFL. They should want to protect their stars. And by not having another bye week, or excuse me, another team have a bye in the first week of the playoffs, they're not protecting their stars. They're just they're just flat out not doing it because the Chiefs, if they end up with, you know, matching up against the Cleveland Browns or somebody like that, I mean, let's be honest. The odds of the Chiefs losing that game, it's not very it's not very high. So yeah, I don't think um, I don't like the bye or I don't like the uh, 17 playoff. And the second part of that question, should there be more buys? Um, yes, there should be there should be um, another buy for that two seed. Go back to the old way. Um, I think would solve a lot of issues. The next question. Could the Giants sneak in to a playoff run? Could the Giants sneak in to a playoff run? It's definitely a no for me, dog. Yeah, no. Sorry. Um, New York Giants. No, they're not doing anything in the playoffs. I don't. First of all, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because I believe, like I talked about earlier, I think Washington actually is going to win that division. But if the Giants do win the division, I just can't see them doing anything. I mean, Daniel Jones is just not ready. I mean, he's he's playing great. But Colt McCoy beat the Seahawks, okay? And the Seahawks played absolutely awful. But the Giants still won that game. I get that. But what are the odds of them repeating that in the playoffs? Because that's who they're going to have to beat. They're going to have to beat a team like that. And get their first game is going to be at home. But with no fans, I don't know how much that makes a difference. So, no. I just, as much as I want a team like the Giants or even Washington to do something in the playoffs, it's just real hard because when you have such inconsistent quarterback play as the New York football Giants have, it's hard to be successful in the NFL. We've seen that week in and week out but they're close right if they were to have Saquon Barkley I think this team is obviously the best team in the division right now and I think that they have a little bit better record and you could maybe talk me into thinking that the Giants would have a chance to to win uh, a game in the playoffs but I just I don't see how this team the way that they're built now can sustain not only a full 16 game season but also in the playoffs where Everything is turned up a level. And they have a rookie head coach, second-year quarterback, without their star running back. I find it very, very hard to think that that team would have a chance at winning a game or two in the playoffs. But you know what? 
time will tell. I think if they get in, depending on how they play the rest of the season, you might be able to change my mind. But if you're asking me today, no, I don't think the Giants are have, have a playoff run in them, unfortunately, this year. Um, the next question. Tyreek, the best wide receiver in football? Question mark. <laughs> Tyreek, the best wide receiver in football? Question mark. Yes. Uh, period. <laughs> yes. Tyreek Hill, I believe, is the best wide receiver in football. Now, I know a lot of people are going to call me out for being a homer, and I get that. I really do. Show me a better playmaker. Okay? I think Devontae Adams, amazing receiver. You put Tyreek Hill on that offense where they focus on one receiver like they do, yeah, Tyreek Hill is putting up those numbers, if not better. Okay? The what he can do with the football in his hands is just unstoppable. I mean, Tyreek Hill will catch the ball, run out of bounds, get eight yards, and you're like, he didn't even look like he was trying. But that's just how he is. That is how amazing Tyreek Hill is at what he does. He's the best receiver in football, period. And you want to sit here and say, Julio Jones? No, not Julio Jones, because he's not even the best receiver on his team. Calvin Ridley's had a better season than him. Well, what about DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins, great receiver. Don't get me wrong. He's a great receiver. I'd love for DeAndre Hopkins to be on the Chiefs. I think he'd put up great numbers, but I'm still taking Tyreek Hill over DeAndre Hopkins because Tyreek Hill can change the game anytime he touches the football. You can line him up in the backfield, and he'll change the game. Now, you throw him the ball on a screen, he can change the game. On a reverse, he can change the game. Hopkins is not as versatile. Tyreek Hill can sprint 50 yards down the field, and Mahomes can lob it up there. But notice how no other receiver on the Chiefs can do that, okay? Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in football. And until somebody steps up and proves me wrong, he will be the best wide receiver in football for the foreseeable future. I have no doubt about that. Two more questions left. Question number nine. What's your opinion on Roger Goodell? This is a very interesting question, and whoever thought of this question... I, I want to know what else you have because this is awesome. I don't know what I mean. What, I don't know what I'm supposed to think about Roger Goodell. You know, there's certain things I think that he's done good, and then I think there's things that he's just flat out mishandled. You know, off the top of my head, the Colin Kaepernick situation completely mishandled. Colin Kaepernick should have a job in the NFL, one thousand percent. But Roger Goodell and company decided to run him off, and unfortunately, I think that's what Goodell's legacy is going to be remembered as how he mishandled the Colin Kaepernick situation. But when we compare Roger Goodell, you take that away, we compare Roger Goodell to the other major sports commissioners. I think he's miles better than Rob Manfred, the Major League Baseball commissioner, who's just a... He is a dipstick right now with how he's handling his sport. Now, you compare him to Adam Silver of the NBA, I think Adam Silver's a better commissioner. But was he better than David Stern? Rest in peace. I think he was. So... How good is Roger Goodell? I don't know. I really don't. I think he's an ambassador for the game. I think the things that the NFL is trying to do, they have done successfully. But there is certain things that they can do to help out the game of football, to grow it internationally, to let parents know, hey, football is okay for your kids to play. Because I played football, tackle football when I was in second grade. You can't play tackle football until you're in fifth or sixth grade now. Now, do scientists say that you probably shouldn't be banging heads at second when you're eight years old? Probably, but I did. And I turned out pretty. I turned out pretty okay. So what does that mean? 
You know, I don't know. I think Roger Goodell is as good as he needs to be. He can be better. There's no doubt about it. I don't know what he could do better. I just know he could be better. Um, so yeah, I, I think Roger Goodell overall is, um, he, he's decent. I'm not going to say that he's the best, but he's definitely not the worst. Um, he does a few things a little bit differently. Uh, uh, he'll have my vote as um, being a very good uh, major league sports commissioner. But right now, I would say he definitely has some, uh, some things to improve on. The last question of the night. Circle the wagons back around because we're talking about the Chiefs. What kind of approach should the running game take given the nature of the Miami defense? Now, this is kind of a loaded question, so I'll be short with it. I don't think the Chiefs need to run the ball. I mean, they're kind of in the 2018 offense where let's just drop back and we can throw the ball every down and be successful. Now, that's not realistic, sure. But they ran the ball fairly effectively against the Denver Broncos, and they had their main running back in Clyde Edwards-Alaire out. He'll be back. Le'Veon Bell was a, he was the starting running back, you know, mostly exclusive throughout the the first half at least, and in the fourth quarter, Darrell Williams came in and ran the ball good. But I think the type of approach the Chiefs need to take is uh, let's run the ball every third or fourth play, and uh, we'll just let our MVP and best player in the National Football League take care of the rest because. Mahomes is that good. And Brian Flores knows he's that good. I think they're going to say we're not going to let sh- we're not going to let the running game sneak up on us because we're we're creeping up on one of those games where the Chiefs run the ball super effectively and Mahomes only throws it 30 times. Now I don't think that's going to happen and I think Brian Flores says if we're going to get beat we don't want to get beat on our second hand. You know, it's like in baseball to make a comparison You don't want to get beat with your second best pitch. If you throw the ball 100 miles an hour and can get it by somebody, then why throw a curveball when they can have longer time to see it and hit a home run? So I think right now the Miami Dolphins' best pitch, per se, is trying to stop Patrick Mahomes. And if they get beat by the run, well, it's just going to be bad. So I think they're going to do everything they can to make sure they don't get beat by the run and they still can live with trying to stop Patrick Mahomes. You can only hope to contain him. You're not going to stop him. So if they can stop the run, they'll have a better chance at containing Mahomes, if that makes sense. So if you're the Chiefs, I don't think... if my I think you can come out and try and run the ball, but if Miami has shown... Miami is showing that, okay, they're going to make sure that they have a... We're going to play the run first mentality, then just say, okay, you know what? That's cool. We tried it. We're going to use... A, we're going to lean on Pat because... Pat knows how to get things done. So, yeah, I think um, I think the Chiefs need to come out attacking early and pushing the ball down the field to say, what you saw last week against the Denver Broncos was not us. We're going to show you the real us, and the real us hangs 35 points on teams we should beat, and the Dolphins are definitely in that category. They're a good team, but the Chiefs should beat them. So expect the Chiefs to come out firing on all cylinders everybody's healthy everybody's ready to go um so yeah i think the chiefs put up a lot of points on sunday and um come out attacking early that's that's what they're that's what they're gonna have to do to score points against miami defense so that is it those were the questions i gave you the answers thank you so much for participating in this if you sent in a question and i didn't get to answer it i'm sorry 
we're definitely going to be doing this again. We've got great feedback on this. I think that's awesome. Um, anytime you guys um, can get involved, I love that. You know, it just reaffirms that, you know, you guys are, uh, are, are listening to what I put out there. And, 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 you know, I might know, I might not know what I'm talking about, but you know what? If somebody listens to it, I'm doing something right. So I appreciate everyone who contributed, everyone who sent in questions. Uh, that means a lot to me. Again, this was uh, this was really fun. This was probably one of the more fun ones I've done. Um, you know, I've had some pretty fun interviews, but this this one right here probably takes the cake. So um, thanks for sticking around. Really do appreciate it. Um, hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know I've had a show since then, but if you're like me, you probably just got done eating leftovers not too long ago. So hope everybody's doing great in that front. Hope everybody's staying safe. Christmas is right around the corner. I hope you get everything. I hope Santa comes down the chimney and gives you all the presents you want. Um, other than that, again, I really appreciate you listening. If you want to send questions next time and you didn't get a chance to, uh, go ahead and follow my Twitter at ColdCarmody52. You can find me on Facebook, ColdCarmody, Snapchat as well at ColdCarmody52, and Instagram, ColdCarmody52 as well. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.